and hello and welcome back to the We Only Do One Take podcast. It's the only podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. I am Turch and with me is my co-host and CEO and the man full of chocolate, it's Kieran. How you doing, buddy? I am full of chocolate, <laughs> which will be turned into shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Very soon. Fucking hell. This, we, <laughs> this podcast is full of shit. It's a shit show, not yeah. full of shit. Oh, well, it, well, there will be a shit show. If I put chilli with it, right? You know, eat a whole chilli and chocolate, my God. Now, if we had some beer, whoo. Splatterfest 4000. And here. with us this week is our good friend and returning guest. It's Niall. How are you doing, buddy? What's going on? Thanks Jesus for having me. Christ, what a sh- Everyone's tuned out now. We started talking about shit. They've turned the podcast off. They're not listening see, anymore. See, you That's gotta, it. You gotta, good night, everyone. You, well done. you got to lose the audience week. and bring them back in. Get the old Bill Burr back. Yeah, that's <laughs> lose right, them, that's bring right. them back in. got to bring them back with the ladies. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, what? I don't know how you do it. What? It's sad that we can only do one take on this show because God damn, I would have loved to restart that one. But nonetheless... That was a great opening. Thank you. I did it really well. No, I'm talking about my opening. Not your opening. Oh, I don't want to talk about your openings because I know what's coming out of there. hey Anyway. Anyway, it's been a big week in news. We've sort of been... What kind of poos do you do? It's been a big week in news. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a big week in news. Believe it or not, uh, we did miss out on last week's episode of, of uh, releasing an episode. We were a bit delayed with some personal issues that we've had uh, on this show. Well, yep. mainly because we couldn't get Skype to work and that was very frustrating. That was very frustrating. But nonetheless, we're doing hey, this one here. Hey. Yes. That was my, that was at my end, the NBN. I've got an NBN representative right here. What happened? CNBN, mate. We're working towards 8 million happy homes, Kieran. <laughs> That's all I can say. And you're the 8 million and first. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, but we do have Niall in the studio today with us, and it's nice to actually have him in the studio. We, you know, it's, uh, we haven't had too many guests in the studio, but we should have more. Yeah. But nonetheless, we do have Niall with us today, and apparently he's brought in a bit of something he wants to rant about. So, Niall, why don't you take us away? Take us on the journey of your rant. I'll take you on the journey, all right? This is something close to home. Um, yeah, it's something that's kind of hit, hit home for me. Um, and it's a, it's a group of people that I really dislike. Quite frankly, I think they're overrated and weird. And I hope they just... I hope someone just punts them in the back of the head at least once. Okay. Punts or punch? I'd be happy with both. What the hell is a punt? Punt. Punt. Like a kick. Oh, oh. I can show you what a punt is. <laughs> Wait till after the episode. Um, this particular group of people, I really don't like them. This is very, getting real racial here. That's no, no, no. I'm really worried. No, it's <laughs> sad. It's, trust me, it's sadder than that. Twins. <laughs> Twins. I don't like them. <laughs> okay, let's put this in perspective for the lovely audience that's listening. You are a twin. Yes, my you actually reviewed an episode last week that featured my twin brother. That's right, we certainly did, and it was a great time. He's okay. He's my walking organ donor. I got to keep him in tip-top shape. <laughs> he got a he got a pair of lungs on him. That's yeah, all yeah, I'm yeah. saying. That's true. But um, yeah, twins, especially the ones that dress the same. I just I I lose my mind. I was walking through Melbourne Central Friday night, okay. as I do, and I saw a pair of ladies. Ladies, <laughs> uh, fucking, they were like late forties, early fifties, dressed exactly the same, hair exactly the same. I just want to yell out, "Live your own life. You're different people. It's okay. You're individuals." That's whispering. I know. That's not yelling. I want to, it's Karen. It's the internal monologue. Yeah, this of, is this is this is how this is how I think. I don't like Karen. <laughs> I wish I could punt him. Sorry, I, I think I said that. That's um, actually the reviews of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually... So, I, 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 I never got the fascination. Like, I get as kids, like, I know the parents do dress up their twins, like, the same. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, like, you know, if they're a year apart, like, kids are a year apart or two years apart, we, they sort of dress them similar. We call them fake twins. Yeah, fake twins. <laughs> but I, I don't understand, like, when you get to a certain age, dressing the same seems like... 
it's not something you want to do. Seems exhausting. And the reason why I brought this up, uh, like, not just Friday night, last week in France, they had a uh, twin festival, mm. the 25th annual twin festival. And you haven't been? I haven't. Uh, mate, <laughs> I'm not going to this thing. I don't want to go. And if you invite me, I'm going to start swinging. <laughs> Not a, not a vault, man. I'm a peaceful man. You guys know me. Never hurt anyone. I'm going to hurt Kieran after I've the episode. I've known Nile for a very long time. And I can vouch that since you were 10, you still haven't beat the shit out of Nile. <laughs> <laughs> You've never worn the same clothes as your brother. Oh, you yeah. have walked out of the, each of your rooms and been almost dressed the same. And it's just like, you, you, you've got to change. Like, we can't, you're not getting it. I, 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 I know. We, How did you get away with that at high school? Because we all had to wear the same uniform. That must that, have been that, very uh, annoying. That's okay. That's okay. He had the long hair. I had the shaved head. Now he's got a shaved head and a beard just like me. Uh-oh. I tell you what, it it really grinds my gears. I'm not happy about it. I think, he, I think they're in their 40s. They don't give a fuck anymore. The question would have been if they were both single because that would have been even creepier. Oh my God. Have you guys ever seen The Shining? Yeah. The, like, like that, except uh, fully grown women that are yes, in their 40s. Yes. I kept thinking of those, um, there was a set of twins I remember reading ages ago and they wanted to look exactly the same but looked like Barbie dolls exactly the same. <laughs> and they were both dating the same man and they both wanted to be married to the same same man. I thought that was super weird. I think that's just called the male experience, am I right? <laughs> hey yo! <laughs> I believe technically, yeah. if the female marries the man, they can do that. But the man can't marry again. Right. So each female has to marry the man. Just just a note for the listeners, Kieran is training to be a celebrant, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... There's something in that way that you said it, it's still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when I get my celebrant license and I conduct my first wedding... Yeah. I'll let you know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> a live wedding on the podcast. Look... That's why we have to get. That's what we're really looking for when we do this. We've done this whole show. It's been this is the seventy first episode of this show. Amazing that you know what people go. How many episodes have you done? And I'm like, oh, this is going to be our seventieth episode we just released. And people go, you've been doing it for that long. You've been able to keep Kieran doing something (laughs) consistently for that long. And I've got to admit, that is that is something to put on your CV. (laughs) That is management. That is. That is that is high tier management. High tier management. I'm I'm very impressed with myself. Ugh. Fuck! I think you need to go on a TED talk and just tell people <laughs> how you did it. <laughs> now, you know what? I've always wanted to bring TED talks in as a rant because I think at one stage they were very valuable. At one stage, and now, and now <laughs> it's the worst thing. Like it's it's just people advertising their businesses. Oh yeah, and it, it, it's useless. The best TED Talk, though, is always going to be Sam Hyde's. He got, so Sam Hyde's is a comedian. He had a TV show and all this sort of stuff. And he's like, I want to do a TED Talk. And he rocks up to this TED Talk about what the future holds, <laughs> pretend, pretending to be a futurist. Oh, okay. And rocks up in um, plastic Roman gear. <laughs> and the, spends the first five minutes catching his breath because he ran up a flight of stairs. And asking for water. And, it's, and then he talks about, like, mandatory... Everyone... In the future, everyone's going to be mandatory gay. And it's, <laughs> it's a fantastic... I'm going to show you after the show. It's a fantastic TED Talk. But TED Talks are just absolutely useless. I hate them. I think they're the worst things ever. And if someone wanted to torture me, that's how you'd probably... You'd probably start doing it. But nonetheless... Gonna lock you in a room and play TED Talks. It'd be pretty bad. I don't, I definitely, because I know that one day that you, Kieran, are going to do a TED Talk oh, fuck somewhere, yeah. and that's going to be the worst <laughs> experience that anyone's going to have. I'm going to flag it to my TED Talk. I'm going to flag it for hate speech, <laughs> no matter the topic. Look, I already know how you're going to start it off. It starts off with Bob and Jane, <laughs> and it's all going to be downhill from there. We already know. We've experienced this. We've experienced just a taste of this before. Oh. I was like, I was like, because oh, I know I did that right, and I know that exists out on out on the 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 YouTube sphere, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, nah, I'm I just I'll never mention this. I'll never mention this. My mates will never know that I did this talk. That I did and, this talk, and, and you know what? <laughs> and then I get a, I get a message from a good friend, Traj. Yeah, 
and it just says Bob and Jane. And I, because <laughs> I was coming to see you guys a bit later that night, and I've just gone, ah, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> and you didn't want to <laughs> see us anymore after that. I was, I was just like, ah, sure. oh, fuck. That was, um, yeah, it was a good sport talk though. It was good fun. It was good. It was good fun. Yeah. There you go. Fun. I can talk in under three minutes. I wish you were talking under two seconds, but there you go. <laughs> and yet we do an hour podcast. I'm very sorry, everyone that's had to listen to this. But nonetheless, I have a, a story and a rant for you guys. And a sad story. Something that Gather around, children. Something that's been hitting, you know. Look, I've been playing music for about to- nearly 20 years. It's a very long time. For Don't some- rub it in. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, recordings and history of music and, you know, an understanding of music is something I've always been a, a very passionate about. And I love learning about music and I love learning about the history of it and how they, you know, from, and about any artist, doesn't matter if it's uh, jazz, if it's if it's musicals, if it's rock and roll. Country or Western. Country or Western. Both types country, of music. You know, <laughs> both types of music, exactly right. Um, but I've always just loved it. And recently, something has come out in the news about the Universal Music Group. Now, you, do you know anything about the Universal Music Group? It's one of the largest music groups in the universe. Some would say they're universal. Exactly right. And you're both exactly right. Funnily, despite the fact you're making jokes about it, you're actually very much right. It is the biggest um, recording, one of the biggest recording labels on earth with Sony and stuff like that. But it's one of the biggest ones on earth. They've recorded um, artists back from the 1940s, 1930s all the way up to present day. And they're still recording stuff, still doing all that sort of stuff. And they've got this huge catalogue of not only, like, you know, artists that you've not heard of, but artists that are, like, the biggest rock stars and musicians in the history of the world. Amazing. So, Michael Jackson. No, Sony owned Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah. But I'll get to who... I'll get to who Universal Music has later. But I need to tell you a little story about what came out in the news only this year. In 2008, on June 1st, 2008, to be precise, a fire blazed through part of the back lot of the Universal Studios Studios Hollywood. And in that fire, it was initially reported that 175,000 master recordings from artists were lost. And there was no report of it at the time. There was no what? No report of it at the time in the news. Okay, yeah, all right. A hundred... There must have been their day off. And, yeah, well, because they obviously had nothing else to report on, except for one of the biggest losses in music history. There was a financial crash. Did they save the Creedence tapes? Well, we'll get to that, funnily enough. But, so in 2013, some light sort of starts to come about, because Brian Adams... So seven years after. Seven years after. Brian Adams contacts UMG to get some of his master tracks yep. so he can remaster a classic record of his. Mm-hmm. Universal it, yeah, Music Group, UMG. Yeah, yeah. UMG. Uh, and he was told that the Universal Music Group have no master tracks or recordings of his stuff. Oh. And he's like, well, that's very strange because, you know, you got, you recorded me. You should have all my backlog of stuff from posters to, to recordings to, to photos, everything. And really, in the year 2000, when the internet started to become mainstream, they should have backed it up. Well, exactly right. You can't really back up tape. <laughs> it's analog. Oh, yeah, but it's you, analog? You digitalize it. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Do you not know how the internet works? I do know how the internet works. I don't works. think you do. <laughs> you digitalize it. Well, look. I'll, look, and, and I think this is... I, I knew you would talk about this. You Adam. buff Just it out. You buff it. it out. That's what you do. Okay. I ain't gonna buff this. Okay. So when you record, <laughs> yeah. Look, you're the type of guy that bought a CD cleaner or a CD repair. Remember those things? You put the CD in and it magically repairs it. Yeah, yeah that's. You would have been one of those guys that bought. That. I never bought that, but I did use. I that. I was there. I witnessed it. <laughs> yeah, boy. Let's get this podcast back on track. <laughs> so I need to explain to you guys what a master track is. So back in the day, I think you do because I'm like, why isn't it digitalized? Okay. Back in the day, up until about late, uh, mid to late 90s, music was rec- wasn't recorded to a digital workstation like we're using now for the podcast. Every track was recorded to a piece of tape. So now we're using a four-track recorder, yeah. which means we can have four separate microphones with four separate tracks on our master recording software. Back in the day, they had one or, t- 
or two or four tracks or eight tracks, you know, yeah. up to 16 as time went on, stuff like 32 and 64 and stuff like that. But each track would record to the same piece of tape. So to make a, a music thing, you would record the guitars through one track, record it on one tape, mm-hmm. and that would be your master tape mm-hmm. for that for that guitar track. And to master the song, you would have what, like let's say the drum track, the drum track would come through number two, and then you would record two, one and two at the same time, and that would mix together I get what you're another saying. piece of tape. You're saying it's back when... You wanted to go on a road trip and you would, when the song came on the radio, you'd get your tape and you'd put your tape in and you'd press record next to the radio so you've got that song for when you have your car trip. Yeah, except it's the actual like Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin recording his guitar. Very, very similar. Very Very similar. similar, yeah. But basically, some of our Americans are uh, sorry. Some of our listeners are Americans. Some American. of our Americans <laughs> that we got locked up <laughs> aren't, that cl- aren't that clever. Maybe someone from Sydney as well. Oh. So we've got to explain this. God damn. Okay. I'm trying my best. <laughs> it seems like you have a fundamental understanding. Of not, not, not understanding. Nonetheless, the recordings of those master tracks are the the best quality version, the highest fidelity, everything like that. Of the individual tracks and the master overall track of a song. Any song. It doesn't matter. So it's 4, 4K. That's what you're saying. It's, it's the equivalent it's, of 4K today. It's the audio version. 4K ultra high definition. It's the audio version of that 16K. Okay. Like, it's super amazing. That's it's pretty amazing. It's amazing. But every time you cha- like you know record it from downgrade, downgrade, down to your vinyl or your CD, and stuff, you actually lose a lot of that information because digitization of stuff from tape just takes a sample rate so every second that's why you see sometimes 128 kps or 256 kps what it does is every second it takes 128 or 256 or 320 samples of that second of audio now the more samples the better mm-hmm. and when you start to get to about 320 that's when your ears are really can't tell the difference. Like there is a threshold, but that means the file size gets bigger. So we're talking like a file from a tape. If you were to convert it to digital in its purest form, might be two or three gigabytes for a song. Yeah, that's and hot. that's why MP3 was invented. Yeah, you click enhance and you know, you, you're, you're right. <laughs> that's how it works, right? But that's what Universal Music Studio lo- lost when the fire happened. They lost those master tracks. That means if you were to say, hey, I want to, I'm want i an artist. I want to remaster my songs. I want to give it to a really new, cool new producer, convert it into a digital, you know, get those tracks, remaster them and release that album again. You can never do that. You can only remaster the songs from an inferior version of those master tracks. So I'm going to have the same shitty copy of Summer of 69. Yeah. Forever. That's right. Why doesn't he just re-record? Because it's not the same. Recording's an art form. You can't capture the moment that you captured, you know, 50, you know, 50 or 20 years ago. That's why we only do one take. No, we only do one take because we're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's potentially a different story <laughs> yeah. altogether. You know, you'll never be able to capture, um, you know... Uh, the lead singer of Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden, you'll never be able to capture him do that scream he does at the beginning of um, Number of the Beast again. Because that was after 30 or 40 or 50 takes of him trying to get it right and him getting angry and angry and angry. You'll never be able to get, you know, um, the scream that um, the singer from The Who does in Babbar O'Reilly again. That's just impossible. Who are you? You know, you'll never be able to capture. You'll never be able to recreate that. Even the solos, even the drum parts, you'll never be able to recreate that because that was that time period. I was at a party a few weeks ago. No, I was there with me. And oh no, maybe it was you. I can't remember. Yeah, we're interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> and someone was talking about coding music. Right. Right. And I didn't quite get it. Right. No shit. But. But I don't think it's lost. I think someone could just write the code for that scream. Yeah. And then you've got oh it. Oh, my God. You've got it. This is like 
This is a. The, this is like the worst. <laughs> this is the formings and the rumblings of the saddest TED talk yeah, to be I know. ever. <laughs> okay, look. So there's, there's, the, there's a TED talk. Digitalizing music. God. How to cope. Boo. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Um, oh my God, I can't even explain what's wrong with that. Oh, it's just dude. amazing. But nonetheless, so that's what they lost. I'm sorry to all the music people listening know, to this. I, I must be so frustrated. It's, it's the not worst just thing. Them, I must say, I want to, you know what? We're going to go punt him when this <laughs> is done. So let me just go through a number of artists that have bigger, that Kieran will know. <laughs> and the, 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 the history that has been lost because of this fire. Louis Armstrong. Asia, Soundgarden, Audio Slave, Captain Beefheart, Blink-182, The Eagles, Eminem, John Fogarty, Guns N' Roses, Billy Holl- B- uh, Buddy Holly, B.B. King and John Lee Hooker, Alton John, Lynn Skidded, Ma- Meatloaf, Dolly Parton, The Police, Primus, Semi-Sonic, The Who, Rob Zombie, Nirvana, Hole, Beck, Eric Clapton, Barry White, Neil Diamond, Aerosmith and Steely Dan. They lost all of their recordings that were part of... <laughs> God damn <laughs> it. That fire. And this is a selection of 100... 100- and 75,000 master recordings. And they had no backups. Which they lost. And they had no backups. That seems stupid. Well, no tape backups, nonetheless. Yeah. Maybe potentially digital, but the tapes is what's worth the money. Yeah, yeah. That's where you, you think it's... I could tell you that, that the tape, the original tape yeah, is what you want. Exactly right. So, what's happening right now is that a class action lawsuit has happened to um, two, the, the, the state of Tupac and Tom Petty and from the guys from Soundgarden and Hole, they're all uh, accusing UMG of breach of contract, of failing to protect their property mm. and failing to store it in, uh, you know, and try to get some insurance. And, in and not actually giving them any of the insurance or legal fees that they got from their, you know, backing up. And each one is asking for compensation of $100 million, which for music history is absolutely no money. There's a second part of this, which is going to frustrate, which frustrated me even more. If you can't, haven't got the master tracks, you can't remaster songs. That's very important. If you haven't got the master tracks, you legally don't own the right to the songs. Which means that if YouTube, who are now going to be working with, in conjunction with UMG to remaster the audio and the visuals of all their songs on YouTube... Of their of their artists, yeah, okay. Of their uh, video clips, so remastering their audio and visuals. You can see a bit of an Di- issue here. Digitalize uh, it, but they the have tw- for the twenty fifth. Wait century. a second. Wait a second. But what are they digitizing if they don't have the master tracks? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, they, you click enhance. It doesn't work like that. All <laughs> right, no, that's why. Think of it in the simplest form, which is me. You click enhance, it does its thing. It makes it. It's uh, like when you're. Yeah, a, but, gonna, but you gonna, have nothing to enhance. Can There's you, no audio. Can you digitalize it. But what? I don't know. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. That's what I'm explaining. There's nothing for them. What, so what they're getting is now is an already mastered audio version in a digitized format taken from the original source, and they're remastering that, which means the audio quality and the fidelity and the highs and lows and the EQ and all this sort of stuff, the compression, the dynamics, you're losing it in another step. So they're remastering these tracks from already remastered tracks, which means it's going to sound even worse. Or, or... Or, you're wrong, whatever you're going to say. No, no, no. Psychology... People might be tricked into thinking it sounds better. Psychology people. No, they might <laughs> <You>. use psychology <laughs> and people think that it sounds better because they see that it's enhanced or digitalized or remastered. None, none of those things make it better. I mean, we, I can remaster the... It's like when people drink wine and they think it comes out of a fancy bottle and they're like, oh, that's much better than, you know, this crappy wine, which is the same wine. I don't know in a crappy about, bottle. I don't know enough about wine to, to comment on that. Some but weird I analogies. Remaster, <laughs> you know, I can remaster the song, our intro song, and make it sound like garbage. I can EQ the shit out of it. I can remaster the volumes, this and that, and you will notice a distinction. But if I get the the track that already exists, instead of using the actual individual tracks of the guitar parts and this and that, if I just get the audio that's there and then EQ it, you'll notice it too. One will sound far superior than the other, despite the fact I'm working on them and trying to get them to sound the best that they can. 
And that's what I'm saying here. If they don't own the actual master tracks, there's a legal requirement of them owning it for them to claim any copyright. So they can't claim copyright. Well, that's a potential that could happen unless they go, yeah, we have the master tape or a backup of the master tape or potentially a digital version, but that's not what they're basing the recordings off. Okay. And that's... You seem quite upset about I'm this. I'm very upset about it because they've lost... Did you notice that, Niall? I would say it was slightly <laughs> miffed, yes. <Yeah>. It's... it's... <laughs> look, look, I know, I know. Keep your look, composure, for I'm God's sake. I'm very much trying to, but look... They're, look, they're demonetizing videos on YouTube as well that are using some of these songs, which is a ridiculous sort of thing. Even You can't even use them as a critique. So if you get a song and you want to critique it or analyze it, this and that, you can't actually play clips from it as well. So some of my favorite music YouTubers who go, yeah, we're going to look at this section of a piece of music. It's really cool by Soundgarden or this and that or whatever. UMG, not Soundgarden themselves. UMG just go, no, you can't do that. Well, okay, that's great. But you've just told me now it's just come out that you don't even have the master tracks of the audio. What claim do they have for you to yeah. take my video down? So, this could be a positive for the YouTubers, you're saying? Well, it's only if the YouTubers start fighting it back. But, is, but, is, it, but is it worth it? I'd say in the long run, yes, it would be. Well, you have to get the, the biggest YouTubers that are doing music. And stuff I like that. reckon if we tweeted PewDiePie, he'd help us out. Well, you know, he got <laughs> the fuck is PewDiePie. He did. Oh, mm. fucking boomer over there. Oh my god! Oh, he's starting to floss. He's doing the dance. Karen, please stop, please. Jesus Christ! Oh. Watch him whip a nene. That's oh, that's that's bring that one back. Sake. But yeah, so look. I don't even know what to say anymore about this sort of stuff. They can't remaster things that have been remastered. They're demonetizing videos. And the fact that they've lost, I don't know, 50 years of music. More so. Uh, you know, probably about 80 to 90 years of not only hist- music history, but American music history, world music history, and music that's universally admired to be some of the best music produced by the human race. I mean, we've sent songs from Buddy Holly into space. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've done that. The Who is one, considered the one to be the one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of The Who. you got no taste. <laughs> Don't you watch CSI? Yeah. Who, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be a fan if you sung again. Yeah. <laughs> who, 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 so, who, Very sad day for music. <laughs> I, I'm very frustrated by it. It's cause... No. It's, um... He's not that bad of a wait. singer. <laughs> <laughs> so... Subjective. So, when did they... When did this become... Uh, public knowledge. Uh, only this this oh, two weeks ago. Wow, that's a that I've got. A, I'm pretty impressed that they contained it for that long. Well, uh, the the initial part of it said uh, only like ten thousand things were lost. Yeah, and only got, ten thousand. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. And then it said now it's come up like it was one hundred and seventy five thousand. Like I said, the initial thing a part of part of this rant story stuff. And now it's like 300,000. Would you equate this as the BP oil spill of music? Um, it's probably worse because you can clean the ocean. You can't get Buddy Holly alive to record his guitar again. <laughs> the currently raging Amazon fire of music. Uh, no, the forests regrow. It's the Amazon though. It regrows. Oh, okay. You can't, again, you can't re- resurrect A dead. slightly <laughs> worse BP oil spill, all right? Just give me that. As a musician, this is one of the worst things that could ever happen. Chernobyl, come on. Uh, that didn't affect the musicians. Oh, God, God. <laughs> can't get a win here. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, That's you know, pretty maybe, bad. Maybe it's, maybe it's... Sorry, Chernobyl, yeah. it was pretty bad, I guess. Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fukushima. So again, no swearing. Know. <laughs> Jesus I don't, I don't know if that affected the music community but yes this fucking guy was bad <laughs> mm-hmm. for me this is worse <laughs> look there were some musicians in Chernobyl and there were what some mu- there were some musicians in Fukushima <laughs> wow I've, that's first. statistically it, they just had to be um, Karen just press enhance and shut the hell up <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm sorry for your loss thank you thank you it's about time someone says something nice to me <laughs> Uh. What? Anyway. Here we got some news for us. Yes, continuing on the fart and poo theme. Oh god damn it! <laughs> what? 
gotta look. Gotta look. You, you've you've brought the listeners down. They're so depressed I'm very now. Sorry, it's They're right. so I got depressed. a new bit. I got a new bit coming up. So I'm very excited. So but I thought I'd lift them back up. Bring us back up, Kieran. You can now. We love science on this show. Apparently, yeah, I guess. We stop music. <laughs> millions of. We're about millions. lukewarm on music. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Nonetheless, go on. Well, science has done an amazing thing for all of us. You can now track your fart development in real time on your phone. Science. This is the articles I bring in quality. Scientists. <laughs> Often hope to break ground with their research. That's very true. I would say break wind. But, whatever. <laughs> oh, but a group of Australian <laughs> researchers would like to be happy with breaking wind. Okay, got in there. The team has developed an ingestible electronic capsule to monitor gas levels within the human gut. And it is paired with a pocket-side receiver and a mobile phone app. The pill reports... Tail wind conditions. So sorry, these guys sound like failed meteorologists. Yeah. <laughs> In real time, as it passes from the stomach to the colon. The authors are optimistic that the capsule's gas readings can help clear the air over the inner workings <laughs> of the intricate innards and the multitudes of microbes that can they contain. Yep. There you go. Peeping the electric pill is a breeze in comparison. So wait, how how does the pill like if it's monitoring farts? Like farts yeah. are, real time. In real time, you get an app. You can check it out. Doesn't mean you have to. Keep, you swallow the pill. Yeah, but like, and then you can check out your fart development. Would eventually in real time. poo it out. You do. So do you take the same pill? <laughs> like you have to wash it? Probably put it in the. It's dishwasher. like those coffee beans people have. Yeah. <laughs> that's. A, I don't know if that's. Sounds pretty fucking gross, but is this taxpayer funded research? I don't, know. <laughs> like, I don't need an app to. You could probably get an alert on your phone. Uh, I'm about hey, to hey, I don't need an I app on my phone to know that phone. to know that I'm about to blow out a fucking room. All right, I can, I, I'll be polite and warn people. See, I think the app should be like everyone. I've got a Fitbit, and yeah. me and Jess like can message each other through Fitbit. Like you know, Jess did like you know ten thousand t- steps or something like that. That's what it should be. Like, your whole family should take the pill and everyone on the same app. And that way you know when your dad or your, you know, your brother is going to do one. And that way you can tell them to leave the room. I, all I see is a, some really gross competitions. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> How many did you do today? 52, motherfucker. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be great? It could be the annual fart competition. I'm sure there is one. Yeah, if but- we, there is one... <laughs> Especially in Australia, we're going to go and commentate. Milk, beer, and... uh, Fajitas. Yeah, and I'll be ready. Oh, that's really... That's just not good. I don't know how we get to this part of this. Anyway, Kieran, I've got a new bit for this podcast. I call it... Tell them they're dreaming. (laughs) <laughs> All right, tell them they're dreaming. So it's a reference, if people don't know... Tell them they're dreaming. Tell them they're dreaming. It's a reference to... That's a reference to a uh, an Australian film. film called The Castle, and where the son would read out the... What do you call it? Like the for sale stuff in the back of the... Trading post. Trading post. Trading post. You know, apparently, the castle is on Stan. Apparently... Oh, there we go. If only the dish was. Yes. Yeah. No, I had to download the dish. And Nonetheless. Nonetheless. Uh, so that reference is from the castle. The son would always say, hey, dad, this is available. So like jousting sticks. Yeah. The dad would ask the price. The son would say the price. And then the dad would just go, tell him he's dreaming. Mm-hmm. As in, that is way too expensive for the product. That's All right, when I edit this, I'm just going to play the clip. Yeah, please, <laughs> please do. Nonetheless. Um, I d- so Jess got me onto this northern suburbs of Melbourne, Australia, buy swap sell. Ooh. And I've been having a ball because people are fucking insane <laughs> about the things that they'll sell. So I just picked three things that I found over the week mm-hmm. that really encapsulated what what people try to do with the, with their selling. So here's the first thing. Uh, I won't say who did it, but uh, I'm sure you can look it up. So this is, and, uh, and we're going to play a fun game. You're going to guess how much 
you think the thing is what they're trying to sell. What, how they're, much trying to, what they're trying to sell it. No, for. no, no. How much they think they're going to try and sell it for? Okay. Like the okay. price is right. Like the price is right. Okay, so this is a toilet seat plus bin pick up northern suburbs. That is the title. Toilet seat plus bin. Toilet set. Oh, set. Seat set plus bin. My mistake. There it is. There. I'm sure you can all see the lovely toilet set. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically the uh, the plunger in a silver casing, the toilet roll holder, and a plastic bin. How much do you think this person is asking for? Twenty nine ninety five. Twenty nine ninety five. Thirty nine ninety five. Kieran is the closest, but he did go over. It was only ten dollars. What? But I was thinking to myself, if it's ten bucks, just chuck it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's pickup only. Yeah, people want to make. You just get scratch. it when you go to Kmart. It's it's a Kmart pickup. Yeah. Okay, look, I thought that's a good start. But let's go to the next thing. Again, uh, closest without going over the prices right rules, which are the best rules. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, this person is selling an X store mannequin. It's six foot and size eight. It's a woman. It's a woman mannequin. As you can see by the breasts. Oh, she's lovely. Uh, she's lovely. She's got a head. Yeah. Body the <laughs> it is uh, six foot tall, which is very tall for a woman. And mm. it is size eight. How much do you think this person is trying to sell this mannequin for? 30 bucks. $30. It's X display, remember? Ooh, I'm going to say 20 bucks. 20 bucks. No, 100, Kieran. It takes it. It's $100. Yo, no, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> God damn it. $100 this person is asking for this X mannequin. Oh, shit. Very exciting times. I realized that I said twenty nine ninety five before and I didn't really change my answer. No. <laughs> to, you to really didn't. <laughs> Very exciting times in the in the land of the... Uh, uh, that's two to me. That's, that's, no, it's one, it's one to you. One to you. To denial. Okay, so this one here... Keep talking, Kieran. This one here... Uh, we can't play the game with this one here because they, this person describes exactly what they want. Uh, it's more of a trade. Mm. So, Kieran, you've definitely won the competition. Congratulations Thank you. on this. But this one I here, win a chocolate. You can win a chocolate. This one here caught my eye because of what she wanted, what it is, and how she decided to describe it and measure it. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking for to trade this rug for a, in brackets, half-decent bottle of Shiraz or a plant. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. It is buy, swap, or trade. That's right. Buy, buy, Most sell, people swap. just want to buy. That's right. It's like trick or treat. Yeah, it's right. Okay, so so she goes. Yeah, she's looking to swap the, the rug for a half decent bottle of Shiraz or a plant. Very two opposite ends of the spectrum here. <laughs> Let's start with that. And then it goes. FYI, it's been in a house with cats. I vacuumed like hell, but best not apply if you're allergic. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Next one. Pick up near post office hotel Coburg. Okay, so now I'm going to have to... I don't, can't go to a house to pick up <laughs> the rug yeah. and trade for a plant or a bottle of Shiraz. I have to go to a hotel. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah. I can't, I can't... Then, this is my favourite thing. I think girls do this. Guys don't do this. Mm-hmm. And you'll see why. I think girls are very susceptible to what I'm about to have to read. Okay. No idea of dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets better, ladies and gentlemen. But size six slipper for context. So <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, because it's about six slippers. <laughs> yeah. so this person is selling this rug. Um, as you can see here, Kieran, it's holding the rug, and in the first photo, there's a <laughs> there's a slipper. <laughs> Which fuck that! I, I want to buy the slipper. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what size her slipper is. <laughs> it's a size six slipper. Oh, okay. Oh. But I don't know if that really gives you any sort of any sort of additional context. It's sort of just there. And you know what? A guy would have gone. It's about six beers away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, three and a half walking sticks. Like, like, you know, like, who knows? Uh, a guy would have just gone, oh, you know what? It looks to be about you know, two and a half, maybe three metres. Uh, step is about a metre. I'll work it out. Or they go, you know what? Maybe I'll just grab a tape measure. <laughs> maybe on the back of the thing, it might say the size. Like, you know, sometimes things say the size of things, like clothing. <laughs> small, medium, large. Things on the back of rugs, I'm assuming, would say X dimensions. Yeah. 
But no, she decided to swap this rug for either a semi-good bottle of Shiraz or a plant. <laughs> she vacuumed the hell out of it because it was around cats. Uh, it has to be picked up from... Does she have to pick up the wine, though? I'd be like, I'll take the rug, but you've got to come pick up... <laughs> I'm picking up. You're picking up the wine or plant. <laughs> from another place. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave it here at post office. Next to, And then for size, the... A size six slipper to sort of give you the dimensions. Which I'm just looking at it. I don't know if it really helps me decipher the size. But I would say it's like, you know, three by four. <laughs> three by four meters. And like, you can't quite work it out on the photo. Because you've got to remember, as you go further away, oh, you've got to make the slipper a little bit smaller. Look, I was very busy with Photoshop and I tried to work it out. But I thought <laughs> to myself, you know what? I'm not even interested in the rug. <laughs> the mannequin, though, is coming next week, baby! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you can get a nice rug from Ikea. That's right. Kmart. For the same... Maybe the same Tarja. price as a, a bottle of Shiraz. Or there a is a place in Northcote that does rugs and tours. Rug tours? Oh, yeah. Opposite the kebab place. Yeah. <laughs> rugs and tours. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to go. Check it out. Is a run there. Is yeah. it run by Aladdin? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very it's very Aladdin-y. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's that mean? Monkey, monkey hair everywhere. What can I... oh. And the tours are to the to the Persian, to area. the Persian <laughs> area. Isn't Persia like Iran? Yeah. <laughs> Just for our li- listeners at home, you, Karen couldn't be any wider than he <laughs> is. <laughs> what? Fantastic. So that was my new bit. I hope you liked it. I'm sure I'll bring it in another time I find three more fantastic things. That is fantastic. I like that bit. Niall has an article for us. Does he? I don't. (laughs) He's here for comedic value. Hey, I'm the guest. I brought the chocolates. You bring the bits. You're supposed to bring in a... a, a, Am I now? Well, how about we talk about... Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cause, cause, I don't know about you guys, but I might be a conspiracy theorist, but I'm pretty sure he didn't. No, wait. I'm pretty sure he committed suicide. I think it was all natural what just happened. What? All natural. I don't think anything strange happened <laughs> with this gentleman here. I, I want to give you my thoughts. Well, you know Gather around, everyone. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> People might know who, not know who Jeffrey Epstein is. How about we give him a bit of a tour... Of his lovely life. Take us on a journey. Okay. So he's a multi-millionaire. Well, yeah. was a multi-millionaire. He'd recently just committed suicide. And he's a convicted... Uh, well, he was a billionaire, wasn't he? Uh, well, yeah, got to that stage. Yeah, he got from multi-millionaire to a billionaire. Well, at the end of his thing, I just saw his report. He, was, he had uh, value in stock and other assets in this amount of uh, just uh, just over half a billion dollars. Half a million dollars. Uh, half, uh, half a billion dollars. Yeah. That's what he had. Give or take. Anyway. Multi-billionaire, multi-millionaire, almost a billionaire, convicted sex offender, and in 2019 was arrested again for sex trafficking of minors. He made his millions uh, from an investment bank, investment banking, uh, started at Bear Stearns, and then he made his own firm called J. Epstein & Co. At this point is where he um, he was a part of the Tower, Tower Financial Corporation, which was the uh, up just after he left, found that to be the biggest Ponzi scheme on earth. And then he left the company before it collapsed, and the owner states that Epstein set it all up. Hmm. He left his money run. But then he decided to make his own uh, investment banking firm, and in the space of a week, he managed to have over a billion dollars net worth. His biggest client, Leslie Wexner, the chairman and CEO of L Brands and Victoria's Secret. Yeah. And uh, he moved the company to the US Virgin Islands as a tax haven, reducing his tax by 90%. Smart man. Smart man. Um, I've caught three Ubers this week, and I've told them that they pay too much tax. Of course. <laughs> Very good. Went to my accountant this week. They've all, all three Uber drivers have had a lecture off me, and they can't go anywhere. <laughs> Captive audience. I've loved it. You also forgot he was a primary school teacher. He was at the beginning. At the very beginning. Which I straight away, which is even more sus yeah. for what he did later on. And in 2005, that's when he was convicted of his first crimes. So apparently a 14-year-old had been taken to the Epstein mansion and paid $300 to strip and massage Epstein. A 13-month investigation occurred with the FBI involved and they found um, five victims and 17 witnesses to what happened. Uh, 17 witnesses? Yes. Jesus, that's like three basketball teams. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. Victims performed oral sex uh, and a sexual acts with Epstein, and all of them were underage. The cops stated that he allegedly uh, lent underage girls to prominent people, including uh, the biggest name that they stated at the time was Prince Andrew, who's back in the media. Yeah, that sort of thing. And the final number of this case here in 2005, uh, 2005 sorry, was 30 more f- minors were Jesus. victims. 34. Which he basically got house arrest for. Well, he was then convicted in 2008. He did not go to prison, as you just stated. Instead, he went on house arrest and was allowed to leave af- uh, after three and a half months on being on work release. So basically, he could work all day go out and do stuff, and then when he went home, he wasn't allowed to leave until he had to go to work again. Which sounds like my life. <laughs> I think that sounds like most people's <laughs> yeah. life. Um, so, so in other words, he couldn't, on the weekend, go out. Yes, but he could have people over. Yeah. yeah, Unless he had to go fly for business. Yeah. So he could go fly for three months in Europe. Yeah, for business. For business. Yeah. And then how, come home. How did he do it? How did it's he tough, cope? Tough. House arrest is tough, yeah. Very tough, yeah. yeah. When, especially when they, uh, you're not even a convicted sex offender in New Mexico, which he wasn't up until his death. So, <laughs> um, uh, but that didn't that those convictions didn't really impact his business. No, though. no, he actually made it more money. Sort of, it was kept under under the wrap. That's right. That's right. It so was, it was not. Why is he in the news more more recently? If this was happened so long ago, yeah. That's because he was arrested again in 2019 on Ju- um, July the 9th for sex trafficking. He was charged with sex trafficking and conspiracy to do so. And the judge at the time, Kenneth Mara, um, uh, I think that's what I've written here, was decided whether to uh, whether the non-prosecution's agreement was valid. Bail was requested at $600 million. And so he could live at his house. And uh, that, was den- uh, that was denied at the end. Mm-hmm. So he had to live in prison. And then on the 23rd of July, uh, he attempted suicide for the first time in prison. Now, that's really interesting because then we'll get to the, we'll get to his suicide. But I thought I'd bring up some other sort of stuff. On the 1st of August, 2019, I found an article that stated Jeffrey Epstein wanted to seed the human race with his DNA by impregnating 20 women at a time. And that's exactly what the article states. Apparently, he said it to multiple people that he wanted to impregnate as many women as he possibly could. Hmm. Then on August 4th, uh, hundreds of old court documents, which were not released during the 2005 to 2008 uh, period of investigation and court proceedings, and, and and that, that, yeah. were finally released. And we'd like to thank our good friend Mike Cernovich for that because he did all the legwork for all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Some of the high-powered people that were on his little black book we included Mick Jagger, Tony Blair, and Prince Andrew. They all either flew on one of his planes, were linked to him quite a bit, or or done both, and flew to his private island, which has been nicknamed many a times Lolita Island. Mm-hmm. Which I think I just showed you yesterday, Niall. Mm-hmm. Um, if everyone wants to type in Jeffrey Epstein uh, Temple... Mm-hmm. Island Temple, you see the weirdest, almost religious oh, yeah. temple um, on the face of the earth. People say it's Masonic. People say that it's like a cult that that, that glorifies pedophilia. People say it's a whole bunch of things. I don't know what exactly it is. I couldn't find a straight answer without some sort of weird Jewish conspiracy theory that I'm sure I don't want to talk about on this uh, this podcast. But it is fucking weird. And I would, if I had an island, I definitely would have the same thing. Um, for fun. <laughs> We're just going to let you hang. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, look, and Jeffrey Epstein donated cash to the following politicians, Chuck Schumer, Bill Clinton, and George W. Bush. He really wasn't particular who he So, did. Democrats and Republicans. He was very 50-50. Well, he needs to get both, keep both of them on side. That's, yeah, and that's right. So he was The elections do- go through cycles. Republicans he donated get in, Democrats up. get in. So after gets the, in, Liberal gets in. Yeah, exactly. Right. So after the FBI raided his house, the second time they found a painting of Bill Clinton wearing a blue dress and red heels. Now, did you a see painting? This? A painting. <laughs> now, did anyone see this picture? Uh, no. Okay, let me pull it up because uh, it is actually incredible. 
Give us a look at old it's Billy. It's not when he was in college. No, no, no. This isn't a rich, hazing ritual in college. No, no, no. This is... Um, this is prime Clinton right this here. This is prime Clinton here. <laughs> and I'm sure that we can find... So this was in his new... Uh, his New Mexico ranch. So they, you know, obviously searched through every single one of his... His properties. And this is... Uh, this is what they found. That's an actual painting that they found at his... New Mexico ranch of Bill Clinton in a dress mm. and red heels. Did Bill know about this? I have to assume so because Bill Clinton had visited his ranch many a times. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's that's um, not gonna lie. <laughs> Didn't know that. That's uh, that's yeah, interesting. <laughs> nice legs. <laughs> well, good for good painting. I wonder who painted that. I want to find the artist that painted Probably on the back of the painting. Well, the FBI have it now. Oh. Speaking of uh, FBI, the federal judge who was overseeing the Jeffrey Epstein case died in March. Oh. Natural causes? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I couldn't find anything about the judge dying. Yeah. Just other than he died. Yeah, he just died. Couldn't, Magic. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't get any more on, on the causes. I yeah. assume it was some sort of breakdancing accident. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah, they do that. Federal court. Yeah, the head spinning thing, yeah. Uh, so the politicians... What the f... <laughs> what, what the fuck? Sorry, hang on. Pause. What the hell is that? Don't judge me, Karen. <laughs> well, you might die. Just like this guy did. That's right. Uh, politicians who flew to his island include Bill Rich- uh, Richardson, Glenn Dubel, and uh, Jean-Luc Brevel, who's a modeling agent. One was a billionaire and a Mexico governor. <laughs> There are heaps of logs of Bill Clinton flying on Jeffrey Epstein's jet by himself while he was president, which never happens. If you fly, if you're the president and you fly anywhere or go anywhere, you take the Secret Service. Isn't it Air Force One? If he was by Air Force One. No, no, no. If he was by himself, if the president's on the plane, that plane then becomes Air Force One. But without the Secret Service? Yeah, because the president's on it. That's why it becomes Air Force One. Never really happens. Uh, Trump, now, if you type in F- Epstein, it always comes up with Trump for some reason. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, I want to know what's going on. Apparently, Trump flew on his plane once, and only because there was no other way to fly back to New York. And as soon as they found out Jeffrey, and that was the only time he ever flew on his plane, he never went to his island, there's no records of it, there's no nothing like that. The only other, and then as soon as he was convicted... Uh, Donald Trump banned him from all his... Back in 2005. In 2005. As soon as he found oh, out... no, 2008, sorry. The conviction. Well, as soon as they found out he was, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, 2005, 2006, sort of, he banned him from um, any contact ever again. Couldn't say at hotels, couldn't find his plane, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And apparently, Matt Groening flew on his plane too. Oh, just saw an article sake. saying that apparently... Uh, he, Epstein brought out women for him to um, lick his feet. Okay. Uh, very, I carumba. Very strange. Very. <laughs> apparently, his feet are like horrible and yellow. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I read that too. And I'm like, this has got to be fake. And then I looked at three or four sources and they all said the same. Do we have any sketches of this? Uh. <laughs> so, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. The apps. So people going on the plane that doesn't that doesn't you know that doesn't tell us anything, right? No. And it could have been consenting adults on that plane, like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Celebrities having fun. All right. Yeah. So, it's, but it's this whole children underage stuff. Well, that's, that's the yeah, that's so the problem. The thing is, he was definitely a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> like two thousand and eight, proved you know court convicted. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Great lawyers gets off house arrest. Yeah. Okay. But more thing came. And then 2019 gets gets arrested again for the same thing. Same thing. The, the big, this is yeah. one of the biggest sex trafficking of underage women. And there's video the evidence of Prince Andrew with this underage girl leaving the house and Prince Andrew opening the door. Yes. Still doesn't prove anything. Doesn't prove anything. But Prince Andrew is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I like the fact that uh, he's got a bit of explaining to do. Well, I like the fact that like, so everyone you else can't quite spin low. it. Everyone will be keeping low this and that. He like the next day as soon as this article came out, he was talking to the Queen. Yeah, 
And I'm like... Did she fly on the plane? You never know. No records yet, but there's still so much more to come out of his little black book. So you want to talk about the suicide? Because I know you've been researching the suicide. I have. So what do you know about the suicide? After the first suicide attempt, yeah. they're supposed to change your bedding. Yes. So that if you attempt it, it just your bed rips. Well, the sheets rip. Apparently, the, the prison that he was staying at has been around for like 40 years or something like that. I've got the, something here about it. Uh, yeah, so since nineteen seventy five, it's been around. They've had a one hundred percent success rate of when people are on suicide watch of them not being able to kill themselves in any possible way. And apparently, his bed didn't have sheets. <laughs> well, I heard that when he did the suicide, there were there were sheets. Well, there wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There and and so he's he's and he came off suicide watch. Yes, and he committed suicide. Yes. And he was supposed to be watched. Uh, they're supposed to check them every thirty minutes. Yes. And there was a, a guard that had done a double shift or something like that that was on. Someone else who was in there who wasn't actually a prison guard because they were short staffed. Mm-hmm. And um, and he hadn't been checked on for quite a number of hours. Well, not only that, the cameras in his room stopped it, working. Stopped working. The exact time that he committed suicide, apparently. Mm. Because they were down for maintenance oh. at this point in time. In a, a freak, freak accident, of course. And apparently, the, the like you said, the guards were falsifying the logs of him being you know, looked, you know, every half an hour meant to go, look, they're just falsifying that and saying, yeah, we did it. Yeah. Uh, and this is something interesting. Which the conspiracy I, theory is that there's some powerful people out there well, that yeah. don't want to be associated with him. Yeah. So let's make sure it, you know, he... Well, apparently 38 you know, minutes before the if they found him, or before, you know, it happened, like it all happens that, uh, 4chan stated that he was already dead and exactly the way he died. <laughs> really? Yeah. You fuck wow. off. Dead set. No way. Yep. It's something that... Uh, 4chan. 4chan. 38 minutes. 38 minutes. Wow. 38 minutes before that. Um, I'm just trying to find a whole bunch of stuff. Now, look, we're all enjoying ourselves thinking this is one of the greatest and most interesting conspiracy theories of all time. Uh, And you know know what? People, like, I love a good conspiracy theory. And I I don't believe most of them, but I just like researching and understanding and this and that. And going, yeah, there's some. There's always a little grain of truth behind, behind some of them, apart from flat Earth, obviously. But I still think Bigfoot doesn't get enough love. Am I? Am I wrong? Oh, there's so many terrible Bigfoot shows on YouTube. <laughs> you gotta watch them. But there's definitely something going on with this one here. I mean, if you went, like, if you were, you know, had five hundred million dollars and you got arrested, wouldn't you commit suicide? Your um, life's over. That's it? You're going to be locked in this jail for the rest of your life? But that's the thing. I would have thought at this point in time, he's already gotten away with not being in prison for so long. I would just say, yeah, I'd probably just be able to get out. Wouldn't that be the assumption that you would almost make? Hmm. So, look, fun conspiracy theory. And we all love a good conspiracy theory. The FBI document... There's an FBI document that was released that warns... And this was from Yahoo News... That warns conspiracy theories are a new domestic terrorism threat. And uh, ABC states, says that anyone who questions the mysterious and expected suicide of Epstein is what? You guessed it, a conspiracy theorist. And yep. So basically what they're trying to say is, the more you believe that this is a conspiracy theory, the more of a threat to the country you live in. (laughs) Um... Another really interesting thing is that the, the, the hashtag Clinton body count decided to trend on... What's the hashtag Clinton count? What? Okay, so hashtag is Clinton body count. So as soon as Epstein died, yeah. everyone made this, you know, bit of a conspiracy theory joke sort of thing, saying that, oh, obviously Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton killed Epstein. And everyone hashtagged their things saying, hashtag Clinton body count. Trending on Twitter. Lots of things. 
not too long after that, it suddenly disappeared from Twitter. Despite the fact that if you clicked on it or searched for it, hundreds and thousands of posts. Completely hidden. And suddenly, Trump conspiracy was the highest one, despite having only 2,000 people saying talking about it. Incredible. And you can look at the stats. All of America, at that mm-hmm. point in time, even California, was saying, hashtag... Uh, uh, Clinton's uh, Clinton body count and the only state that was actually messaging out Trump something you know Trump the counter one was California there you go incredible and the Razor Fist does a fantastic video from it on YouTube check that one out really interesting he does a bit of a more of a dissection of it I'm just giving you some cliff notes and stuff like that fantastic Titch what do you think happened um if he did commit suicide, this is the most convenient thing. Look, I I put it to Jess. If this was a, a movie that we watched mm-hmm. about a pedophile who goes to prison, yeah, this would be like the worst. Like this would be the laziest writing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, we don't know what happened because the cameras went out and we falsified logs, and then he committed suicide in that time frame. Like, you would just be like, this is the worst film I've ever seen, ever. And I think the simple fact that everyone's like, nothing, this is all too coincidence. I feel sorry for the victims. Of course. I feel sorry for the victims not getting their day in court. And there are some pretty high powerful names there. And I think when he got arrested, no doubt they freaked the fuck out. Of course that they did. But now, now that he's dead, is the investigation going to continue? And probably not, because they're like, well, he's dead. What can we really, what can we really do? And that's the worst part about it, I think. Like, the whole thing has come up to the point in time where they've gone, yep, we've caught him now, we've got him in a safe place, we can keep an eye on him the whole time, this and that. We can convict this guy and find everyone he's associated with, take down this almost pedophile network that he established around himself. And by him committing suicide... It's like, well, he's dead I want to know the visitor logs. Who saw him? I, I'm sure that'll never come out. Who, the visitor logs. I couldn't find anything to do with the visitor logs. I couldn't find anything with the visitor logs either. I was looking for that as well. Couldn't find anything. No, you're awfully quiet. He's, you know what? I only talked about this to him yesterday. And this is the first he'd heard about it. About Epstein? Yeah. I, I heard about, like, the suicide. I'm, yeah. I'm doing the thing with my fingers right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quotation marks. Thank you, Karen. Um... Yeah, I didn't know much about him, but yeah, this all seems pretty sus. Didn't you? Didn't you say like he had broken bones? Yes, he had broken bones in his neck and and a few other places, which are not consistent with like hanging yourself or committing suicide in that way. Like there was no fan to hang himself from. There was this, Just... like, like there was no height that he could really hang himself from either. There was no bedpost that was high enough. Like it was, it's very. You know, there's no photos of him in the cell. Like, you know, the Homicide Squad usually comes in and takes photos of what it is and then they move the body. There's nothing that's been released like that. It's it's all just like, oh, yeah, he died. Just think about who benefits from him dying. Yeah, that's, that's very You're wise. You're a terrorist. Now. That's very wise. Uh, oh, shit. God damn it. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> this, whole th- this whole podcast become a terrorist today. Oh, well, there you go. Right. Um... Uh, Titch, Nile, Karen. <laughs> I've got some stats I want to share with you. Oh, some Jesus. stats. I've got some stats. Amazing. I've got some hardcore scientific evidence here. Because we like science on this podcast. <laughs> we support science. This is another fart thing, isn't it? <laughs> Legal weed is linked to higher junk food sales. You're a f- what a story, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lefty shill over here. <laughs> it is common knowledge that smoking marijuana causes cravings for high-calorie snacks. The condition is known as the munchies. Yet, empirical data of the phenomenon and its effect is scarce. So, does getting high cause smokers to consume more junk, so, uh, junk food? And if so, by how much? Well, researchers have decided to look at this question in California. 
Fucking hell, we need more. We need to do our own research. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some stats here for you. I bet you I can eat more junk food uh, after drinking a, a lot than a, a, <laughs> I smoked a lot of my- That's a test! Oh, wow. I bet you I can eat more kebabs after a night out <laughs> than a guy that sat at home <laughs> smoking weed. Chips. Chip sales. After they introduced marijuana becomes legal in America is up, on average, 8%. That's good. I don't know what the issue is here. Biscuits. No, no, I'm just saying that this is... Oh, this is, good. This is, this is These true. are hardcore stats. Come These on, man. science. Stats. Biscuits <laughs> are also up 8%. Yeah. Ice cream is up 5%. There you what? go. That's amazing. That's an odd choice for a... I would have thought that would be on like burritos. Yeah, yeah, I I'm, I'm access- a savoury man myself. Yeah, couldn't right. access more because I had to pay for the article. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, the quality journalism that we do here. Quality reporting we do here. There you go. The science is in. The quality of this podcast has gone up eight <laughs> <8%. laughs> percent. UMG Epstein to fart jokes. <laughs> and don't worry, people. Turch backs up our episodes. Oh, yeah, everything's packed up twice. Oh, fantastic. That's good. That's all <laughs> good. You. Yeah, well done. Oh, I think it's time to be wrapped it up. What do you reckon, Kieran? I think so. I think so. Thank you, listeners. It's been a wonderful show. I would like to thank our lovely guests for coming in. Surprise guest. We didn't realize he was coming until today. This he is the last time I'm ever coming here. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> But look, for all you lovely wankers out there, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you'd like to send us some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, record it on your phone and email us at weonlydoonetakepodcast at gmail.com. Fellas, thank you for another fantastic show. Especially you, Kieran. Thank you very much. Who's editing this episode. Oh, and there's going to be a big fart that happens right now. (laughs) And with that, we will see you all next Thursday. What was that recording you played last episode of Kieran saying? Oh. We, we, we record on a Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. We released a Thursday. That's the one. I was dying. You played that so many times. I don't know my soundboard. Wait. Thursday. We released on Thursday. What's that, Kieran? Thursday. I think I was really drunk. It must have oh, been pretty mate. bad. Oh, I've got it on my soundboard here. I don't know my soundboard connected up, though. You checking if there are any farts are rumbling? Oh, it's my knee. That's not working. Oh, yeah. Bored. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have it anymore. I don't have it anymore. I can give you the clip. <laughs> <laughs>